Hello and welcome to yet another Game and Junk Game Club uh, for the month of April, right? Yes, April. I think is what yeah. this month. Why, do, why don't we just why don't we just say why don't we just say this game's a Junk Game Club? I think we're off this monthly thing for the time being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just say yeah, the newest Games and Junk Game Club. I'm your host as always, John Lucero, and joining me as always are Vanessa Cahill and Jason Ariola. And for this episode, we have a special guest, Michael Hughes, who was with us for a previous game club, Arikor. And uh, Michael, why don't you introduce yourself once more? Oh, man, I'm just excited to talk about Recor again. I'm, I'm glad we heard about this. Thanks a lot, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, he paid, he paid uh, 20 bucks this month, so we'd have to play Recor again. <laughs> and uh, we have to, also, a stipulation was we had to say different things about it as well. Yeah. So I only nice. kind of dislike this game. <laughs> you got to say nice things this time. Yeah. Oh, Michael, there's not, an, there's not a high enough tier for that. <laughs> Uh, in actuality, you probably already know because you saw the title of this episode. Uh, we are playing. We played Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I would uh, love to find the person that downloads <laughs> these things and doesn't actually look at the titles. Just like, just tap it, tap it, tap it. I don't want to see what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they they just can't wait to get started on the episodes and they don't want to be spoiled by the first thirty seconds of the episode. Uh, Michael, you picked this game. Why did you pick uh, this little known? Uh, platformer yeah this little, i just wanted to get some recognition for it because i don't think many people have played it yeah we played a long string we've played a string of bangers in the past couple episodes so we'd <laughs> mix it up with something a little lesser known uh, <laughs> it's not nearly as big as unbound <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it kind of is it's very similar to unbound in a lot of ways you know name uh, five <laughs> name <laughs> name two well it's a video game and it's on <laughs> console <laughs> Michael just wants to say thank you for picking this game. It, uh, it was, uh, yes, it was, thank you, Michael. It was refreshing, yeah. <laughs> let's say, after a couple... Uh, Lackluster? Yeah, other choices. <laughs> uh, Vanessa, you had never played this game before this, correct? That's correct. In any form or fashion. Like, had you seen it before? Nope. I mean, no, I don't think so. So did you know that Alucard is Castlevania spelled backwards before you played this? Or? <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't pick that up from this game either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, and uh, Jason, you've played this multiple times. I've played this multiple times. Uh, this episode, I, I think we're going to, when we get to talking about it, I think I want to focus more towards Vanessa's first time experience because three of us here play this game a lot. And uh, I'm personally a little more curious and what someone thinks of it in the year of our lord 2022 for the very first time yeah I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more curious than like i like this game a lot for like for fucking an hour and a half <laughs> yes it's uh it's a classic it's an exploratory platform if you aren't if you aren't familiar with it at all um which is like it's like a metroid if you will uh, <laughs> meets a castlevania of the later yeah. uh iterations yeah. of that series yeah, a metroidvania play. if you will <laughs> yes, yeah, so you uh, and you play as uh, Alucard, and you explore a castle, and it's a fun time. <laughs> so before we get any deeper into this game, Jason, can you hit us with uh, your novel we wrote for this game? For the, uh, the history <laughs> well, it's not a novel. I, you know, okay. To be fair, I wrote a, probably about a five hundred words less than I did for the Mega Man X episode. So. <laughs> It might be because I've gotten more synced in the in the year since then too. But yeah, you've grown as a writer in the year since then. Yeah. 
Okay, well, this game originally released on the PlayStation and came out March 20th, 1997 in Japan and October 2nd, 1997 in North America and November 1997, uh, kind of a, a vague answer there because we couldn't really pin down the exact date in the UK. It also released on the Saturn June 25th, which happened to be my uh, 1998, which happened to be my 16th birthday. So big fucking wow there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of differences with the Saturn version from the PlayStation version. Some of the differences, um, aside from having um, nearly inexplicably worse and more frequent loading times, is that Maria won't hand you the holy glasses when you meet her in the Marvel Gallery. Instead, she tests your worthiness for them by fighting you. Maria is also a playable character in this version, and Richter is available to play right from the start rather than having to beat the game. There's also another um, hand that Alucard can hold an item in, but it's purely for restorative and set boosting items. So it's not like you can throw an extra item in there and just have like Alucard, like hold the, um, a bunch of weapons in there and just be like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so yes, does he have guns? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, Alucard also has items exclusive to the Saturn version. One that lets him, uh, for instance, lets him run as fast as uh, Richter does in the game. Uh, there's also two exclusive areas as well as some remixed music from the rest of the series thrown in. This version, while having some interesting additions, is considered the inferior version with uh, Koji Igarashi or Koji? 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 Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, Koji. Okay. Yes. I was like, that can't be right. Okay. Uh, just to be um, a little fair here and a little uh, for clarity, um, my shoulder is on fire right now, so I'm a beer and a half in uh, to <laughs> numbing this pain. So if there's a little bit of discrepancies and uh consideration in the words i'm using that might have something to do with it so you almost just, got through the first japanese name so yeah, close. you know, you know. <laughs> well i just wrote igarashi then i realized we haven't actually referred to igarashi yet so i was like i should probably make mention of that because you know there are people like vanessa who may be listening to this and have not played it and have no idea who the fuck koji igarashi is so but, but also or, i don't care that much cowboy hats. <laughs> and leather yeah uh, okay anyway um yeah uh, Igarashi is seemingly embarrassed by it as a team that wasn't particularly well versed in the Saturn hardware handled the port to the Saturn. The image on the screen was stretched to fill the screen, distorting some of the sprite work. And uh, this is largely unfortunate because the Saturn is capable of higher resolution than the PlayStation is. So this could have been like the definitive version of this game. Alas. And speaking of alas, uh, the Xbox 360 version came out March 21st, 2007. This version by far isn't my favorite, but... Um, it's the way I played it. It cuts out any full motion video sequences in the North American release. Aspect ratio and coloring is off and the border is, let's say, a little distracting. The ending song, I Am The Wind, was eventually patched out due to licensing issues. It was later patched back in for the Japanese version, but would have admiration of the clan from Lament of Innocence as the closing song anywhere else. Hmm. Released on the PlayStation Network and playable on the PlayStation 3, PlayStation uh, Portable and the Vita, However, it's no longer purchasable because uh, you're unable to add funds to your account for these stores. So tough shit if that was how you wanted to play them. Uh, this was probably the best way to legitimately play the North American release until it was made largely inaccessible due to Sony being Sony and shitting on their own uh, legacy consoles. <laughs> Included in Castlevania, the Dracula X Chronicles, the PSP remake of Rondo of Blood, as well as the PC Engine CD version of Rondo. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, well, yeah, I guess I got that right. Again, uh, beer and a half into this. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the PC Engine version of Rondo of Blood was also included in this. The version, this version of Symphony Night has a new script, new English voice acting, and the option to use the original Japanese voice acting. I Am the Wind was replaced with Mournful Serenade, a new piece composed by Mature Yamane specifically for this release. 
You can also play as Marie in this version, as well as fight her in the set, like you did in the Saturn version of the game, despite this being a part of the PlayStation 1 version. She gets a new moveset, which mirrors her abilities in Rondo a little bit more. The two familiars from the Japanese PS1 version that were cut from other releases were added in here as well. That same version of Symphony, Symphony of the Night that was on the Dracula X Chronicles was included in the Castlevania or in Castlevania Requiem, as well as Rondo of Blood. That same version of Symphony of the Night was also released on iOS and Android on March 4th, 2002 or 2020. And probably the oddest of the releases was, um, to put it mildly, a scaled down version on a Tiger handheld electronic system. You can play through four stages on it. The entrance, <laughs> where going through the level, you fight Medusa and earn the Jewel Sword as the boss. Okay. The Royal Chapel, where the boss is uh, Hippogriff, where you get the Silver Ring. The third stage is the Catacombs, where the boss is the Succubus, and you get the Gold Ring from her. The fourth and final stage is the Castle Keep, and in this level, Alucard will get the cross, and then he'll fight Dracula. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was also a plan port to Tiger's Gamecom, but it was canceled. Um, sometimes um, incorrectly spoken as Game.com, but it's actually just Gamecom apparently for whatever reason, even though there's a dot in there. Um, near as I can find, there's only like five screenshots existing of it and the label art and little else as far as information goes online about it. The screenshots looked decent, but I can only imagine it was kind of a blurry mess when in motion. <laughs> At least they got Resident Evil 2. Let's get the hippogriff in there. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, guys, any questions about the releases before we move on to the key staff of this? Uh, what release did everyone play before we before we move on? I did the PS4 version of the game. Vanessa, I did the. Um, I mean, it was on the iPad, so I mean, I, I did fight um, Maria to get that those glasses. So, whatever that means. Okay. <laughs> so you did the uh, iOS version of the game. Yeah, it was fine. It was actually fine. Uh, Michael? The uh, Requiem. Okay. And Jason, you did the XBLA version, you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, which you, I believe you were t- uh, off, off air. Uh, it's, that's the iOS version? Is that the same? Are they the same? Is that, was, did, I, did I misremember something that was said in the chat a long time ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, um, the XBLA version was handled by Backbone Entertainment and not the greatest of ports. Um, a lot of coloring issues that weren't really great and again the background um or the bordering thing is just yeah. like it's just alucard and dracula and this like weird sort of just like it, it it's not great there's no option to turn off the uh normally when i play one of these games on xbla or something like that through backwards compatibility i'll turn off the background or the border mm-hmm. background or whatever and there's no option to do that in this so i was sitting there looking at alucard and uh, dracula's mug throughout the whole game and <laughs> not great that was the first way i played the that was the first way i ever played this game Oh, okay. Not a bad way. Again, it's it's not uh, it's not terrible this way. It's just when you've played it on the PlayStation One, it's sort of like ew. So it's kind of like stepping in something, I suppose. At that point, (laughs) so. That's how I felt about the PS4 version. Like you said, they redid all the dialogue, and maybe I'm just nostalgic for the terrible voice acting in the original. But I felt like this new version is somehow worse. I. You know what? I, I actually haven't really I don't think I've played that one. Um, I'm going to say the Dracula that they got is like the Shakespearean trained janitor. <laughs> Which was like, I mean, uh, um, um, yeah, I can do some voices for you. 
what is a man? <laughs> it's like, what? Whoa, dude. Where did Crushed that come it. from? Crushed it. One take. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> so. And there's a, that, that is a, like one one take um like trevor like that or trevin or something like that you know just some random like american dude happened to be working at the konami offices or whatever like do you speak english okay you you, you record dracula for us okay sorry sir is it okay if i do this okay um i have a little experience if i if i can do this what is a man i love secrets it's like whoa whoa dude <laughs> okay him throwing the wine glasses actually happened in the recording booth. Yeah, yeah, that was not a sound effect. He literally <laughs> threw down a bottle of like Windex on the ground and just shattered it. Oh man, that's I, I, that's what I want from the from the voice acting in these games. That's what I, I want. That I want that. Is yeah. Just, uh, some some random dude just Nicholas caging their ass off in the, in the, <laughs> in the recording booth. Just like making making the uh, making the uh, effectively like the the vocal scenery just yeah. an all you can eat buffet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So but I, I think I agree with Michael that the original original recordings are are better. And they're both obviously objectively bad, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the original at least there's some personality good. to the original. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one felt like high school play, kind of bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, like, so oh, sort of like um, me good. directing you guys when we do the opening bits. <laughs> <laughs> but if they were good, it would. I think this game is so campy in general that I think it. it, it it's. It, I, I like the voice acting. Okay. For me, I like. I like that it's bad because I think Castlevania the whole is pretty campy. That's why I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, when when you have you know uh, just the localizations in the. Uh, Castlevania manuals on the NES, like yeah, clearly this was not meant to be taken too seriously. Yes, yes yeah. Well, the deep lore of Castlevania, actually, oh god, just fuck off. <laughs> Speaking of fucking off, as I transition to the key staff, um, anyway, <laughs> nailed it, perfect segue. I uh, yeah, yeah, segue like like the uh, creator of the segue did right off a cliff. Um, okay. Yes. Anyway, um, uh, the uh, the first person is Toru Hagihara. Uh, Hagihara started his career at Konami sometime in the late uh, 1980s with his first credit being Q&A on the Adventures of Bayou Billy, which um, you um, probably should have moved on from there because that game needed a lot more Q&A, but that's just my personal opinion. Anyway, uh, he would then move on to working on the programming for Top Gun Second Mission, Skate or Die, Bad and Rad, and Operation C with a special thanks credit in Blades of Steel before moving on to his first Castlevania game. Uh, he's one of, if not the person credited for turning around the Game Boy Castlevania games with Castlevania 2 uh, Belmont's Revenge, only to have it uh, make basically take him an immediate shit in its pants again with the next entry, Legacy, where uh, Mama Belmont, Sonia Belmont, was introduced. A classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't work on that one, at least, though. So anyway, after that, he would largely stay with Castlevania until he ascended to the upper echelon of people at Konami. Possibly even as high as president, information about Konami's upper management can be a little hard to cement. Uh, working on the programming for 1992's Tiny Toon Adventure, um, Babs's Big Break with 1990 and 1997's As Your Dreams as his last bit in the trenches uh, as far as game work goes bef um, that wasn't Castlevania related. He would end up as the director, designer, as well as one of the programmers on Rondo of Blood. He would do some of the programming on Symphony of the Night, as well as being the original producer, director, and one of the designers. In the middle of production of Symphony of the Night, he would get promoted, moving on to a lot of production and supervisor roles for a bit of other Konami games. His last Castlevania credit was in 2001's Castlevania Chronicles, a remake of the 1993 X68000 game. 
and as a product manager or as product manager for that one. His last official credit uh, before becoming too important to work on video games anymore was the 2007 DS game Konami Classic Series arcade hits as the supervisor of that one. The next person is, of course, uh, Koji Igarashi. He is largely credited with the revitalization of Castlevania, and not unjustly so. He started off with Konami shortly after graduating college, with his first project uh, being a simulation game for Konami's educational software department that got canceled after 12 months of development, which probably made him feel like a real, real shit, because yeah, <laughs> you put 12, 12 months into, uh, into anything and it gets canceled, you're like, oh, well, fuck, great. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whole year of my life and for nothing. Cool. His first credit for something that actually got published was the PC engine version of Daytona Twin B and the PC engine CD version of Gradius 2 working on the programming for those. He would end up working on Tokimeki Memorial for the Super CD-ROM 2 and other NEC um, console, writing the scenario for it as well as doing some of the programming for it. Igarashi, already a fan of Castlevania prior to his hiring at Konami, would playtest Rondo of Blood during his breaks thanks to his then-girlfriend and now-wife working on it. Huh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. After strong sales of Tokimeki Memorial, Igarashi asked to join the Castlevania team, and with those strong sales, he got the uh, go-ahead on that. He started some work on the aforementioned uh, 32X game. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't gotten there yet, actually. On the as-of-yet-mentioned 32X game <laughs> and would be moved to Symphony. As uh, mentioned earlier, uh, Togu Hagihara was promoted, leading Igarashi to be promoted to the assistant director for Symphony of the Night. More connective tissue here. He would end up being the producer for Castlevania Chronicles as well, then becoming the producer and writer for the Game Boy Advance's second Castlevania game, Harnian Dissonance. Thankfully, he had nothing to do with the uh, rather shitty Circle of the Moon. He would also helm Castlevania Lament of Innocence on the PS2, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow on the Game Boy Advance, Nano Breaker on the PS2, Castlevania Curse of Darkness on the PS2 and Xbox, the three Castlevania DS releases, Dawn of Sorrow, Portrait of Ruin, and Order of Ecclesia, the Dracula X Chronicles, the 3D fighting game on the Wii, uh, Castlevania Judgment, uh, Castlevania, or let me see, the sort of remake of the Game Boy game for WiiWare, Castlevania The Adventure of Rebirth, or The Adventure Rebirth, and Castlevania Harmony of Despair. During all this, in 2007, he began working on an animated adaptation of Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse, with Warren Ellis. After over a decade of that thing being in development hell, with Igarashi certainly playing a large part in it calling for constant rewrites, it finally released on Netflix in July of 2007, and it was what, John? Do you recall what we uh, would name that episode of that podcast way back when? God, what was it? Uh, R-rated, R-rated as fuck. fuck. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yes. R-rated as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. In 2008, yeah. a teaser was shown for a 360 and PS3 Castlevania game starring Alucard at Tokyo Game Show. In later interviews, Igarashi would admit production wasn't going very well, despite Konami dumping a lot of money into it. Mercury Steam had a prototype they had shopped to Konami around at the same time, and Konami decided to go ahead with that project, which later would become Castlevania Lords of Shadow, and put the unnamed Igarashi project on indefinite hold, and also would put um, um, uh, (laughs) uh, Hideo Kojima's uh, stamp on it just for shits and giggles. So he had little... To nothing to do with that game, but he put his name on it anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, Igarashi was moved to the social division of Konami in 2011, working as producer on Otomedia's Excellent and a Kinect game called Lead Knees <laughs> and Scribble Knots as well on the DS. While Konami shifted focus to mobile games, he would struggle to produce anything and would end up leaving Konami in 2014. 
He would become a founding member of the company Artplay. Artplay's business model was to make mobile games, then make console games with the profits of those mobile games, and then make mobile games based on those console games to continue to make profits. A fairly smart business model, I would say, but not really sure how well that uh, panned out because it's uh, been a little hard to pin down um, any more credible information and releases than that. Hmm. I, I thought you said business like motto at first, like it was their saying, like they, we're, we're going to make mobile games and then make console games and then make mobile games. <laughs> you know what? I would like to see that in their uh, wall as you walk yeah. into the building. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. And, and like, uh, like metal, like just screwed into the wall. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks more glamorous in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I would like somebody to, I, I would like some like poor schlub to be sitting there like, like, you know, getting a power drill and like, you know, hammer or like screwing that into the wall, basically at, in that building as they're building it. Oh, all right. Igarashi would take the Kickstarter to fund his next project, an exploratory platformer or Metroidvania for the illiterati and called Bloodstain uh, Ritual of the Night, asking for $500,000. He would hit that in a few hours, ultimately taking in $5.5 million. Two spinoff games or two spinoff Bloodstained games uh, have come out of Ritual of the Night and have done fairly well, both critically and financially, despite some technical hiccups that seem to persist to this day on Bloodstained. <laughs> yeah, but I came around, I, I came around on Bloodstained. Bloodstained is cool. Uh, I, I still think it's ugly. It's really ugly, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, yeah. And the but, soundtrack is literally just Symphony of the Night. But. Yes, it's, it's, that game is literally just Symphony of the Night. But... Yeah. Uh, uh, you can somehow more game. broken yeah but, and you can really you can really break that game in ways that aren't just the way it's glitchy and stuff you can just like the it's it's a cool game it's uh yeah yeah, yeah. all right and um i'm gonna go ahead and say the third and final person um for this is Michiru yamane the composer um she's gonna be the person i say i had the hardest time writing about because i'm one of those people that has a hard time separating the art from the artist before we get into that, I do want to acknowledge this woman's like amazing career in music and video games. She started um, by composing her first song at age 11 and graduated from the Aichi Prefectural University of the Arts. Yamane joined Konami in 1998 around the age of 25 and worked on a rather unholy amount of music for them. A highlight reel of her time at Konami reads sort of like a best of video game music list with Ganbari Goemon 2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Follow the Foot Clan, uh, Super Deformed Snatcher, Nemesis, Rocket Knight Adventures, Sparkster, Contra Hardcore, Castlevania Bloodlines, Suikoden, Symphony of the Night, Harmony of Dissidents, Lament of Innocence, Ari of Sorrow, Suikoden 4, Dawn of Sorrow, Suikoden 5, Portrait of Ruin, and Order of Ecclesia being some of those highlights. So again, um, absolute, as the kids say, bangers as far as shit she's worked on just in her time at Konami. And she had a rather extensive list outside of that as well that is just like, okay, well, these are good, but not like, oh, this is top-tier video game music. Yeah. Anyway, after leaving Konami in 2008 and becoming a freelancer, um, she's done pretty well, having composed the music, or some music for Skullgirls, Smash Brothers for the Wii U, Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, and Bloodstained Grimoire, or and, uh, Castlevania Grimoire of Souls, as well as Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, Yamani has done some great things for video game music. So, um, skip ahead about two minutes or so, if you don't want to hear much about um, how much of a lunatic uh, Machiru Yamane actually is. I'll play some music underneath this section here, so you can skip ahead. If you still hear music, skip ahead another 15 seconds and, until you don't hear it anymore, and that'll be your cue that if you want to remain ignorant of well, what a uh, batshit human being she is, um, we can we can 
yeah, go with that. So anyway, you're going to play bloody tears in the background the whole time. Uh, no, I'm going to post up in a little bit more a calliope. <laughs> that's about where her mental state seems to be at. Okay. Uh, first off, anti-mask and anti-vaxxer subscribes to the fact that Trump won the election and it was stolen from him. Believes the earth is flat. Believes Trump is actually doing something to take down the global pedophile ring. Unless um, Trump is actually doing something from within. Uh, I don't think he's doing shit about anything like that. That really doesn't exist very much. Uh, believes Putin is uh, waging a justified war against Ukraine. And that Putin is going to save freedom worldwide somehow with this war. Um, I don't know. I- I'm guessing she doesn't really know how that's going to happen either and um, this right wing QAnon nonsense uh, didn't just start with maybe some like misunderstanding um, some political stuff that got lost in translation no she's been sharing and promoting that shit for years even promoting the conspiracy theory that Obama and Biden had SEAL Team 6 killed to hide that Osama bin Laden is actually alive and the US assassination attempt on him had failed and we covered it up and made it seem like we actually did kill him that's elaborate yeah, that's like, that's like there's the layers to to that logic are yeah, this is yeah. deep. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're able to separate art and artist, great. In this day and age, I'm not really able to anymore. Being uninformed about it is one thing, but knowing what a lunatic she is and continuing to support her work is a completely different topic. At this point, I've bought um what I bought of her work, and I won't be buying. I can't in good conscience support someone like that. Besides, if I'm going to be honest, um, that Bloodstained soundtrack is uh, a little phoned in, sounding a little too much like Symphony of the Night. So, um, yeah. So any of my uh, fellow... Oh, sorry, John, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, she's anti-pedophiles, at least, you know, that's... Uh... Got that guy. She's got that going for her. Yeah, I guess that's something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta take a stand. You gotta take a stand. Or maybe she just doesn't like the global ring and she wants it more uh, cut down to the. Anyway. We don't think it. Yeah, Anyway. Uh, yeah, she's enough of a batshit fucking crap ass human being. Anyway, uh, so um, any of my uh, fellow video game music podcasters that are listening to this and know what she is and continue to support her work, you can go ahead and stop listening to Rock with Your Card Out just fine. Um, we're good. In this day and age, I can't support and promote anyone's work who's actively and purposely uh, spreading disinformation and outright lies. There's plenty of other musicians out there who not only could use our support, but also deserve it. If you want to continue to do so, that's on you. Um, I can't take part anymore. Anyway, um, off my moral high horse here, uh, back to what you're actually here for. Me using 90 words to describe something that would uh, take nine words just fine. (laughs) That's why we hired you. (laughs) To your website. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I started it. Somehow I got hired for it. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go ahead and talk about the development of Symphony of the Night a little bit there. So um, unless you guys want to have any thoughts about uh, the development stuff we went over there. No, I, no. I think you, I think you uh, covered it pretty well. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no, I, I, I know I do, but I do want to just, you know, make sure I, I, I get you guys to chime in there because I don't feel like it's fair that I sit here and talk for 20 minutes of this podcast by myself, basically. I try, yeah. I, try, I try to chime in. I try to quip at least where I can. Yeah, there you go. Are you, what yeah. are your guys' favorite conspiracies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bloodstain wasn't uh, phoned in. <laughs> so that's one. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> a little bit of yeah, we've, actually, we've actually been on the moon the whole time. And Earth was, we actually faked the Earth plan. <laughs> oh, Earth Jesus, living. man. So so we're actually in Lunar, the Silver Star or Silver Star yes. story the whole yes. time? Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so development started. Um, Sort of in 1994, uh, on the um, Sega's ill-fated 32X, uh, named Castlevania the bloodletting, bloodletting by fans. 
It made it to the playable prototype phase, but it was decided to move the project to the PlayStation with some changes. While there's no exact date that this happened, um, Igarashi mentions working on this scenario for the game while also working on the PS1 remake of Tokimeki Memorial. So that gives it the range between December 1994 through October 1995 for its cancellation. As far as the bloodletting for a name goes, it was a name that Konami had requested a trademark for in the United States, but it was for a different project that also served as a sequel to Rondo of Blood slated for the PlayStation 1 and Saturn. Igarashi stated in an interview with EGM that the 32X version of the game was canceled before getting a name, but the name for this early version of Symphony of the Night is sort of like stuck despite the inaccuracy of it. A Symphony of the Night was intended to be a response to seeing tons of Castlevania games in bargain bins by Konami um, employees. The credo for this was to give players something that they could play for a long time and multiple times and still experience something new each time they played it. While Igarashi would go on to say that he was more inspired by The Legend of Zelda, one can imagine that somewhere during the planning phase, Metroid and even Nightmare 2, The Maze of Gallius, was looked at. The latter was also a Konami game that had puzzle elements that you could infer a bit of influence from Tower of Druaga. In both Symphony and Druaga, the puzzles are at times obtuse. Um, We kind of went over the possible influence that game had on the original Legend of Zelda in that game club. I definitely see a lot of like Zelda influence as far as gained abilities and items open at previously inaccessible areas. I think Metroid would probably be a good point of reference uh, for its stage design as well. The idea of adding RPG elements to the game was to ease the difficulty for the original game or of the original games for new players and at the same time reward them for exploring. While Igarashi may say he didn't take a lot of influence from other games aside from Zelda, others on the team prior to his joining most likely had some sort of influence from other games, including another entry in the series, Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, which effectively a lot of people could sort of say is uh, the first exploratory platformer, uh, Metroidvania. (laughs) (laughs) Oof, that word just is like gargling diary in my mouth. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Symphony of the Night didn't uh, find a lot of initial success, but slowly ramped up as word of mouth and magazine coverage gave it more exposure than Konami did because they gave it a rather low budget, not expecting it to do very well, because Castlevania has notoriously just not been a very great selling franchise for them. It's done enough to justify continuing to make them, but has never just sold gangbusters for them. As per usual with Castlevania games in Japan, it didn't do particularly well, selling shy of 226,000 units between the PlayStation 1 and Saturn releases, in the US, it would sell a little over 477,000 units. These numbers also kill the rumored figure of 1 million units sold for a game to hit the PlayStation's greatest hits label, as it didn't even sell that many between the American release and the Japanese release on two separate consoles, and it did get a greatest hits release as well. I think this game will got away with a lot as far as being so different from the series because it was largely viewed as a sort of a side project for the series. The Nintendo 64 game being the um, <laughs> tentpole release for the series. But after garnering far better critical response, uh, Symphony of the Night um, style was seen as a uh, way to go as uh, moving forward, despite Symphony of the Night still selling worse than the um, Castlevania 64 so. Is, uh, is 64 uh, on uh, on Switch yet? Is that, is that on the uh, N64 online yet? Or are you Any day now. Any day now. Well, which one? Do you want that one or the uh, secondary one, which is sort of like just the same game with more content added to it? Or as uh, I like to say, finished. Oh, uh, yeah, I want that one. I want yeah, the, came I, out I the, the same year. I, can get. <laughs> so, so. I mean, to be fair, there were some 
skeletons on motorcycles in the 64 version. So, I mean, that's pretty dope. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> so, have to, we'll, we'll have to do that one for a game club. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> to, I'm going to executive decision that one down. <laughs> so, anyway, that is uh, that is the science bullshit as far as uh, this game goes. And uh, my and, and being on my moral high horse about maturity money. So. Oh yeah, well, you really took us. You really took a stand. That's <laughs> the, the really. Oh, you'd be surprised how many people are like, "No, she's fine. Don't worry about it." No, just I'm like, "There's no. You guys are like just willfully just like ignorant about this shit." Okay. Yeah, she seems like she seems shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I made yeah. the mistake of buying the uh, Bloodstained um, soundtrack on vinyl before I knew all this, and now I'm sort of like, "Well, that's the last thing that she'll ever work on as far as soundtracks goes that I'll ever buy." So. The money's already spent, so yeah. Well, <laughs> well. On that note, you guys want to talk about Symphony of the Night proper? You know, just uh, really dig into this uh, this little known masterpiece. Um, <laughs> Michael, uh, tell me about your experiences with this game. Like, just, uh, how many times have you played? How many times have you beaten Symphony of the Night all the way through? Uh, I'm not, yeah, let's say how many times have you two hundred percent, two hundred percent in two hundred point six percent. Yes, oh, yes. I'm Maybe not gonna say two hundred, but I mean two hundred point six because I'm not <laughs> gonna do that every time. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> I've probably only ever gone for that once. I know I don't have the achievement on the three sixty version mm-hmm. for it. Uh, as far as just beating it, probably like a dozen, maybe. But starting it, I probably started it more than like any other game ever because oh, okay. I'll start it and play it usually up to about the library and then save it and then I'll put it down. And the next time I pick it up, I'll just start a new file. So do the you, same thing again. So when you don't, when you, when you, uh, started picking games for us to play, <laughs> uh, this one was high. This one was definitely came to mind quick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to get Recore in there. Cause you know, everyone needs to know about that masterpiece. <laughs> Thanks so, a lot. Thanks a lot, Michael. <laughs> and, uh, I'll get to Vanessa in a second. Jason, how many times have you, how many times have you played, uh, Symphony of the Night? Do you think? Um, I would, I would say probably close to a dozen or so completed, maybe like six. So there's just, it's just sort of one of those games that like, if I'm not in the mood to just do the master sword run through a link to the past, I'll just start up and just play for a little while and then just put it down. Okay. And uh, did you, you 200, you 200.6% of uh, this one, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I did that once on the PlayStation one version and then did it for the first time on the 360 version, um, this go around. Uh, I did not this time for my personal playthrough. I didn't finish the game on my, this time because I had literally just 200, 200.6% of this game. Uh, I thought you were going to do that every time, John. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, did that, I did that like, dur- I did that a uh, year two, two years ago, I think, uh, during the pan during the uh, initial lockdown period. In our, yes. I was going to say the pandemic's still ongoing. So. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so yeah, and that was one of the older games that I because I did that Bloodborne and Mario sixty four were three older older games uh, with quotes around you know Bloodborne, but uh, <laughs> that I hundred percent that I hundred percented uh, during that period. Uh, but yeah, I just I did, I did a bit a little bit refreshing on just how the, how the early game feels for this one, and then I also watched a speed run. It's not no I didn't watch that no damage run, two hundred point six percent no damage run from X Maverick Hunter on uh youtube and mag because my god people are good at games you know this is a, it's a, yeah, they find a ways to crack these things open and just like spank them over their knee it's kind of funny yeah. so uh vanessa did you finish the game surprisingly yes oh. wow okay wait 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 wait, wait. Oh, yeah. you finished it in the upside down castle yeah 
Okay. Okay. So I want to make sure. Did you, did, you, no more. did you do the 206%? Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you, did not, uh, you did not get all the, all the little boxes, all the little pixels. You did not uh, take the time to bat your way to some pixels. Uh, no, no, no. And I, like, the second time, I was like, fuck this library. I'm not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Upside Down Castle kids is a bit of a fucker. Yeah, um, I, went there, I went in there, immediately died, and was like, optional, not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've, we got a, we got bits and pieces of your journey through this game over the past, um, month or so. We've all, we've all played it. Um, what do you, what do, how do you, how do you feel about Symphony now? What do you, what are your, what's your initial feeling when you think about this game? Um, it's pretty clunky. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty clunky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit and say, this is, will. this is the sort of game that, your first playthrough is going to be a little rough, but once you know what is there and what the game does and how, um, I don't want to say good it is at explaining it to you as long as you're paying attention. I think this game gets better the more you play it. That's why I, I insisted you use the walkthrough. This way you didn't go in completely blind through your one playthrough of this. Cause well, you know, the three of us have all played this multiple times. <laughs> what was that Vanessa? The walkthrough wasn't all that helpful because it's like, you know, I'm like, okay, gotta go find this ring. And it's like, oh, you get to the ring. It's like, okay, make sure you have this bat thing. I'm like, I don't have the echo bat. So I'm like, okay, let's go find the echo bat. And it's like, okay, to get the echo bat, make sure you have the spike breaker. I'm like, I don't have the fucking spike breaker. Like, I don't know. The walkthrough's not that helpful. Okay, it sounds like you got a shitty walkthrough is what it sounds like. <laughs> Where'd you get your walkthrough from with the game pack? I don't know. It's like like strat- strategy wiki or something. I don't know. It was no, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say that the first the first time I played this game uh, when it was on Xbox Live, uh, I didn't like. I got to maybe the Hippogriff and stopped playing because I did not like the game. Uh, the first time I played it, and uh, the knock I hated the knockback because that was my first time playing any Castlevania whatsoever. I hated the knockback. It was um, <clears throat> the enemies hit really hard. Yeah, I didn't. I never. I actually never played a, a game. A, at least a two D game. Uh, that was an exploratory. I never played an exploratory platformer. I'd played like three D versions of them. I guess you know Metroid Prime, and uh, I don't know if I'd played Arkham Asylum at, th- at that point or not yet. Uh, it was pretty close to that time. So yeah, this was it was a new experience to me, and I had a horrible time in my opinion. <laughs> so, so I and for a long and I, I did end up playing it later and liking it, uh, but for a long time, and Jason probably remembers this. I would say Rondo is my favorite Castlevania. Mm. Uh, but my most recent playthrough, I switched to Symphony, and I because I just think this is a like that's like this most recent playthrough. I I don't know, it just fully clicked into how good this game is at all times. It's uh, it's I think it's the best one of these still personally. Uh, what is what is Rondo? Tell me more about Rondo. I keep that kept coming up. I didn't quite oh, get it. Oh, Castlevania Rondo of Blood is the prequel technically to this game. It is the. Uh, you well, know, I wouldn't say it's a prequel because it actually existed before this, okay, right? So, like, <laughs> so it's, it's the it's, game. It, so C- Symphony of Night is the sequel to that. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so. yes, yes. Symphony is the sequel to Rondo of Blood. You're right. That is the because you know how in this game it has a really strange opening. You might not remember even at this point, Vanessa, but you fight Dracula at the very beginning of the game as a different character. Oh yeah, um, that was You fight as Richter. You, you, um, that is the end of Rondo of Blood. It's. Uh, and Rondo of Blood is a more traditional Castlevania. Uh, it's the last of the traditional ones, actually, I think. I don't think there's been another one. 
uh, like it? Um, I don't know if the last Game Boy one came out after it or not, but yeah, it's maybe. definitely one of the last. Yeah, it's towards the it's at least towards the end of those because um, like Mirror of Fate, that's not a that's that's like a exploratory one, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. it definitely is a little bit more on traditional Castlevania, but there's a lot of but there's a fair bit of exploratory yeah. elements to it. Yeah, and by that game original, has fall damage. Yeah, <laughs> that game has fall damage. That's oh, cool. yeah, I can't get into that. That's, that's a whole <laughs> that's a can of worms at that point. Uh, so when I say traditional Vanessa, I mean it's a left to right action platformer. Uh, you go through a level, you fight a boss, next level, that kind that sort of dealio. Yeah, and basically you, like Castlevania one and three. Yes. Uh, yeah, you have to skip two. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, I mean that one's more like Symphony of the Night than the other two. So yes, it is. Yeah, it's a. Uh, unique beast that game uh so but uh so i liked i just liked that game super straightforward it's very hard it's a very difficult game uh but i still think it has the best boss fights of any castlevania game yes uh, absolutely yeah and uh some and the a cool part also a super cool part at symphony is that now bosses from that game show up in this game and also bosses from other and characters from like there's a it's symphony's kind of like a love letter to the first like uh, so I'd say one, three, and Rondo. It's like a, in a lot of ways, they all tie into this game. Uh, so if you play them in like a in like sort of order, you can you can like appreciate some of the little little things there in this game. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's kind of like because I I do that that those Castlevania games when I think of Cast that's what I think of when I think of Castlevania. I didn't I've not played much of the advanced ones or any of the really handheld ones. But those three, those four games, I, I love. Even the first one, I think it's a really, really good game still, even though yeah. it's, it's very old. Um. <clears throat> I think the first one is a like absolute masterclass in game design as far as like level design goes too. Yes, it's. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing in that game as far as like architecture goes that is inexplicable. Like nothing, there is no floating platforms. Everything is connected to a piece of of the castle it even if it is like kind of derelict and falling apart everything is connected it is a if you like sit there and take kind of take the time outside of it like you know the game killing you constantly um i think it's a very fair game and if you appreciate the level design you can really like see like wow in 1986 or 7 i forget when that came out but like when you think of the time it came out is like man this game is just insane with how much thought they put into this game that and the soundtrack is just fucking killer yeah, it's very good they, yep. uh, castlevania is almost all, almost always has bangers uh that's just like part of it. it's just part of it. they can't make one without making a good soundtrack pretty much yeah. uh it's like in the i think it's in the the manual um soundtrack first yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah also vanessa like the in that game you fight uh fucking frankenstein a mummy the bat in fact, the bat first. Uh, so, like all like the bosses, you fight to get the parts to bring Dracula back in the castle in the upside down castle. Uh, that's the that's the, the bosses you fight from one. So, like it's mm-hmm. literally just bringing it brings all of, in my opinion, the best things in Castlevania together into one game. Except and the enemy named Fred is scare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real thing? <laughs> yes, it is. It is in the I think the first Castlevania in the manual. One of the enemies is named Fred is scare. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, we should have played as Fred Scare the whole time. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So that's that's why I love Symphony of the Night. Is that it's just kind of like, 
not not only does it play i think it, i still i think it plays super you say it's clunky i think it plays really well i think it i think it feels really good uh yeah. you know, other, other than the knockback but that's literally just part of castlevania that's yeah. just funny. now yeah um i do want to say like vanessa in, in what way do you feel it's clunky um i mean like just kind of like yeah. the controls a little bit like um like sometimes you know like oh okay like like oh didn't hit that guy oh okay that guy just hit me though like great awesome so like the things where it's like the hitboxes feel like a little bit like uncertain sometimes like okay. the kickback is like the worst thing in the whole entire world ever. <laughs> yeah, medusa heads yes yeah, yeah. and like some of the controls too it's like i like every once in a while i would accidentally trigger a spell and it's like well, i'm never gonna be able to reduce that but sure whatever <laughs> I'll, I'll say the i'll agree if you the inventory system is very clunky uh, mm-hmm. yeah that i'll agree with yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, so just like yeah, but my experience with Castlevania is like you know like new like Game Boy Advance and later, um, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, so you said you did like the the magic combo. See, I love I love the magic combo because they're fighting game combinations, uh, and they like uh, as someone who loves fighting games, they they come pretty naturally, especially and also. You, so you can just walk, use a guide and remember, and they have some of them are super useful if you use them regularly. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Soul Steel, that's what he yells. But <laughs> so yep. yeah, that that moves super great uh, to to use all the time. I, I my favorite is just Dark Metamorphosis, yes. just because of the way he says it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that it's super, it's it's super like intense, and you have no idea what it's doing the first time you do it because it's like <laughs> it's, you just start glowing, and then all of a sudden you're, you don't know why. Yeah, uh, Dark Metamorphosis. Um, yeah, and then, like those combos even apply to some weapons too. You can do different stuff, like the shield rod, which I love the shield rod. Um, As I recall, I think every sword in the game has some sort of special attack if you do a uh, quarter circle forward yes. thing. Yeah, you, you do. It, you uh, you always at least try quarter circle forward with anything you get, and you'll it's. So yeah, I I I just love the game's super deep in a lot of ways. But yes, I I understand it's old and it's and I'm sure <laughs> I'm being overly kind to some aspects of it. But uh, I think it holds up pretty well. Um, Michael, the, I know you love this game too, so I feel like you're probably okay. gonna agree. But uh, it's uh, do you have any like quibbles at this point with the game? Um, not really. Uh, some of the some of the like enemies placements and then the spikes that tend to surround them, especially in Medusa heads in the, uh, the clock tower seems a little, a little jank sometimes, but I hate those things so much. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there are plenty of, there are plenty of times in the game too, where I'm going to be, I will be cursing its name as I'm especially like the fucking, the, ta- the clock, the, the gear tower area, especially. Oh my God. That is, yes. That area can go get fucked with that a hard is one of the worst areas in any goddamn game. I swear to God. <laughs> that is, uh, you can especially if you get turned to stone and then it's just a fucking nightmare oh my no. god <laughs> yeah i didn't uh, I, I came back to that area after i was like way over leveled yeah, <laughs> like, yes, okay yeah. I'll, I'll do this now yeah you try to do it at like a normal point of the game and it's just a nightmare so yeah there's definitely definitely those points in the game uh, much like it is in uh um castlevania 3 so yes yeah uh vanessa did you were what, what did you like about the game? <laughs> so, just, uh, I should ask, I guess. What do you, if anything? Um, no, I, I thought it was fine. Um, it's just clunky. Um, like, I like exploratory platformers, so, like, 
at, at its Thank core. You, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it wasn't bad, but like, uh, just like, I don't know, like, so like later when you ask me if I'm going to recommend it, probably not. I'll say like, go play a newer one. Oh, like, God. Old okay. games are just clunky. <laughs> okay, Vanessa, I'm going to tell you, play it, play it again. I, I would recommend playing it again a second time because the first time I played it, I was probably in the same ballpark thought wise as you. But since I've played it multiple times, there is so much depth to this game and there is so many like little things you can do and so much stuff you can try that you will just not do in one playthrough. And I mean, there's like the luck playthrough where I, I forget you enter your name as something and your luck stats are way up. And then you use the a la carte, not the a la carte, the a la carte stuff. And you will just randomly like get like incredible, like critical hits for no reason whatsoever outside of your luck stat is just through the roof. And there's just so much like potential as far as um, replayability goes. Whereas I feel like outside of like just showing off your mastery of a game, there's not really that in a lot of other Castlevania games. Yeah, I still refuse to do the back dash to move though. I don't. So, yeah, I don't. I don't. Oh yeah, that I don't. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Do you I'm, I'm do, you do the short hop when you attack though to to get the the lag cancel when you hit the ground? No. <laughs> I I do that occasionally. Like yeah. when when I know I've got an enemy that's going to take a couple of hits, I'll do that. So. I that and I like Dracula's blah, or I, I like Alucard's when he attacks. Uh, Vanessa, what uh, what what uh, weapon did you uh, end up ending the game with? Like, what was your what was your go to by the end? Did you have well, the, the the shield the shield rod? Just, oh, you use the shield, shield rod. Did, thing, yeah. Did you? So you just were running through people, healing yourself over and over again. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really, it's really good, right? <laughs> I, that's my favorite. It's a good combo. Yeah. Well, and at the end too, like yesterday, I, I like beat it on the plane yesterday when I was coming home. I was like, I don't have time for this crit, like to actually fight Dracula. I don't want to. I'm tired of this game. Oh, no, 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 just, yeah, that's, I, I never, I never actually fight him. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Why would I actually fight him when I could just stand next fight to him? him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hello, I, father. Yeah. Have you seen my shield? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, t- I love that you. I love that you can break the game. And, uh, it's in, in multiple ways. There, are, like Jason mm-hmm. said, with the Luxstat or the Crusagrum or the uh, Shield Rod. Wait, the what? Oh, I never. Had, I never. <laughs> oh, I think it's. I think it's Crusagrim. Crusagrim. Well, I, I think like it's Crusagrim. Crusagrim. The Crusagrim. Yeah. The Crusagrim. Sorry. Yeah, it uh, it does considerably less damage than a lot of your other weapons you could have at that point, but it will hit for f- like or it hits like five times in one hit yeah, yeah, it's super and you can continually attack with it yeah you're like a walking chainsaw <laughs> I, also liked, um, I got a, a sword that follows me around and like mm-hmm. well, yeah. oh for your familiar yeah, the sword, yeah the sword familiar. he's great uh, okay vanessa i'm gonna ask did you did you ever get the bat familiar and use it um no because i was really into the sword familiar Okay, so the bat familiar, like there's little things in this game that really like I, I love. Yeah. One of my favorites is when you have the bat familiar and you turn into a bat, a little heart goes over the bat. Uh-huh. It's, it follows you around uh-huh. and like it's in love with you. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah, and if you go near other bat, you have a chance of getting more bats to fly around with you. Too. Uh, every 10 levels it gains, another bat will follow when you transform mm-hmm. into a bat. And then when you shoot fire, they all shoot fire. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's that's, that's a fun, stupid little thing in the game. And then uh, the sword familiar, as you level up, it will also turn into an item if you want. Oh, and it will also level up as far as I think when you hit like level fifty with it, it yeah um, becomes more powerful. Not just like yeah. level wise, but just in its design, it will do. It, it can hit more with its yeah. uh, with it's like you know hit 
ratio or yeah, yeah, it's hit, yeah. it's hitbox increases. Hitbox, there you go. That's what yeah, I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. Uh, it, or like the the fairy familiar. If you if you stand still as or sit down as uh, Alucard, uh, she'll sit on your shoulder, and then when you get up, eventually she'll fall. Off. She'll like fall off and be like mm-hmm. startled by it when you get up. And then, uh, or if you're if you uh, go into a small area as uh, if you transform into something and you're in a smaller area, and then transform into Alucard, <laughs> he'll like thunk his head or whatever, and just like like oh, and then, uh, and then get knocked out of it. Like that's yeah. A, yeah, that's uh, a bunch of stupid stuff in this game. That's why I <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's why I say, Vanessa, I think a second playthrough might actually be sort of not a requirement, but sort of a thing of like, OK, once you've gotten the gist of like how you actually get through this game, getting to like know the depth that's there almost requires a second playthrough. That's why I think like the first time through, just get through it as quick as you can. So you get the gist of what it's trying to do. And then, you know, there's little items like the boots that do nothing more than add one pixel to Alucard's height, (laughs) literally nothing else. And, you know, the first time I got those boots, I thought, Oh, this is how I get, to those items that are just out of reach. Like they make me a pixel higher. I can, I can get them now. No, that, that has nothing to do with that. It's purely aesthetic. <laughs> it's just like this stupid little shit in there. Um, you know, like the little clues, as far as getting the clock tower goes, like you have to look at the item descriptions and it says, um, you know, we're both in clock tower or whatever it is. There's just these like little things in there that like really make you engage with the game a lot more that I think it make me appreciate it. And then I, uh, getting back to the um, the familiars, I think one of my favorite animations in the game is when you're like going down anywhere and the fairy is with you and she like holds her skirt down as she's like trying to fly <laughs> down with you. She's like, you're not looking at my panties, you creep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's. <clears throat> It's got like um, Metal Gear levels of goofiness in it. It's like of things that you don't have to interact with ever or engage mm-hmm. with ever. But if you do, it's just like a little. It's just a little fun thing. And that's probably why, that's probably why I love both of those things. This uh, was the the first time I did the cycle of the bird up in the oh, Wolf Tower. It was the first time you ever you've ever seen the the uh, yeah. the circle of life take place yeah, over your eyes. Pretty neat. <laughs> Yeah, what's, what's uh, the cycle bird? What does that I mean? I don't know if you've. Uh, you, do you know that? Uh, you, do you remember this? It's, it's a small room in the very far tower. It has like a, a telescope. It's like the very bottom of the castle on the right, and it has a telescope mm-hmm. in it. You can, uh, if you look, if you look at that telescope, a certain amount of times, uh, you can watch a bird. You can watch two birds uh, get it on, and then oh. eggs hatch later on, and then the birds fly away. You can watch a whole cycle of life with the. <laughs> Uh, you have to keep with leaving the screen and coming back and then it plays a different animation each time. And then just like little things like you can sit in every chair that's in the game. And then if you sit at the confessional um, and a priest comes the first time the priest will come and like bless you and give you an item. Like I think it, the first time he does it is grapes, which is supposed to be like the wine mm-hmm. or the blood of Christ. This, uh, this anytime after that, it is a toss up. If you get the priest, I think wearing black he will like stab you with a bunch of swords. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you go on the other side, a woman comes in and she also stabs you. <laughs> yeah. So. She'll, well, sometimes she'll stab you. She'll cry. Oh, yeah. yeah. And sometimes she just disappears. Color. And then sometimes she stabs you. Yes. And then there's yes. completely optional bosses. I forget what the name of it is, but one of them is like a multi storied boss that is actually from Gal- Kid Dracula. <laughs> Gallimoth? Is it Gallimoth? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's he's it. My, he's my favorite boss in the game. Yes, is that the one that like shoots lightning all the time? Uh, yes. He's, yeah, the, yeah. he's the hardest boss in the game. 
Also, not if you do the like the super jump off to the top ledge on the right hand side, like at the very beginning of the fight, and you just hit him like like hit wait like half a second, hit him again, and you just literally stun lock him right there. <laughs> <laughs> I had the circlet that heals Alucard every time he gets hit with lightning damage. So he would just do that lightning attack and I would just stand there and take it and get healed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. See, Vanessa, there are so many little things in this game. And then there's a bunch of like, you know, nods to other games, as John mentioned. Um, and then there's in the Coliseum, mm-hmm. the, you actually fight the or Dorothy's companions from the Wizard of Oz, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I don't know if you know. Did you wear, Did you have the item where you can see enemies' names? That, I don't know, that's an item, right? Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, it is. It's a yeah. relic. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you can you can see, if you have it on you can see their names at all times in their health bars. Yep. Um, yeah, you ever see the Tin Man, uh, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Lion in there? Mm-hmm. And they're also no. their enemy descriptions in the Bestiary are like Cowardly Lion and uh, Scarecrow was pierced through the heart. I want to say, and then something else with the Tin Man, or no, the Tin Man. Well, I forget what their, all, all their things are. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's cool. Also in the in the Coliseum area, you fight the, the three main characters from Castlevania Three. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and then uh, and also you can see the corpse of a bo- of a boss at the beginning of Rondo in the Coliseum. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And there's also a, a scene where Elkhart's talking to Maria, and he says, <laughs> or you know, she says Belmont, and then he thinks of. Um, Trevor, Trevor Belmont <laughs> from Castlevania 3 and you see the little NES sprite and uh, Maria is talking about Richter from Rondo of Blood and Rondo and um, Richter's sprite from um, Rondo of Blood pops up instead because <laughs> you know Alucard has been asleep for however long basically and however many hundreds of years it's been and is like you know like oh a Belmont and then thinks of Trevor instead of um, Richter <laughs> so I did notice that little sprite. Jim actually was funny because he was watching me because I was tri- I was like airplaying it on the TV. It's like mm, mm-hmm. I don't like the look of this game. These are like so then he found like the original one on um, the Switch in a collection pack. He's like, oh, this game also isn't great anymore. <laughs> Which one, three? The one or two? I don't know. Maybe the first one. I don't know. The first one you have to have patience for it, but I I guess I I'll I'll defend that one and say like the design on that thing is absolutely brilliant. You just sort of have to have patience for this is a game that was not meant to be played on an emulator and just like play straight through. You have to like sit there and like learn learn that game, and I'm I'm okay with that because you know it's a 1986 um, video game, so yeah, it's very old, uh, but yeah, it's still. Yeah. It's still good. I'm, I'm with Jason. Those games are. Uh, if it's if it's three, play the Japanese version. It's a lot better. Yeah, also, just the difficult. I, I want to say a lot it's better. Also, it's a lot easier as far as difficulty yeah. goes, if which is better. Three, it's a really hard bug. It's a really fucking hard game. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, that's that one's hard to get into because it's very hard. But, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, two isn't any great shakes either because the villagers <laughs> outright oh, lie oh, to you, yes. and then you know, um, graveyard duck. Yes, <laughs> and then you can uh, you can skip four and bloodlines. <laughs> so it's uh, the, I you know I I'm, I'm I'll actually defend bloodlines a little bit, but I don't like I, it's not yeah. four four four. No, that that is not an S tier um, Castlevania game. Sorry, Nadia. <laughs> so yeah, four is bad. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't and, say it's bad. It's it, it's an acceptable video game, but it's as far as the Castlevania game goes, it's not one that I'd be like, yeah, you got to play um, Super Castlevania four. Yeah. All that being said, if you don't like the game, that's it. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, if you if you simply just don't like the game, uh, it's okay. Uh, it's, I mean, it was it was like fine. I, like I yeah. maybe I'll play it again. 
Probably I'll play a different game. Call <laughs> <laughs> that again. <laughs> or an, or another bad game that you foist upon us. <laughs> See, right, exactly. So many things to play out there. <laughs> See, where I think this game is better than Hollow Knight just simply is the fact that Hollow Knight's way too long. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I that is that is something that has kept me from ever starting it back up after I kind of dropped it for a little bit is, oh, that's like a 30 plus hour game. I I don't have time for a 30 plus hour exploratory platformer in my life. That is ridiculous. Yeah, and then I think Symphony packs the same amount of content, same amount of memorable content in it in a much short, in a much shorter package. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And again, I, I, I could play... 30 hours of symphony of the night and get through it like three, four times, maybe if I really hustle through it and see a lot more different stuff and play it different ways than one playthrough of hollow Knight, which is also a great game. I'm yeah. Like, oh no, I'm, for I'm sure. Not, I'm, not, I'm not here to, I'm not here to poo poo on hollow Knight. Oh I no. no. That's, that's I, why I, that, I was more like saying, cause I earlier, I said, this is, I said, I still think the best one of these kind of, game, uh, exploratory platformers. I think it's still the best one. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, it's kind of, I think it's such a, an awesome tight package that, packs so much um yeah uh yeah vanessa what was your play clock like by the time you finished do you know mm, 10 hours 10 hours okay yeah it's a good playthrough yeah. uh, did you have a favorite boss fight i know I, mm. uh, or like anything that stuck anything that stuck out i thought the the succubus like the story behind that, that was kind of fun oh the how it, it, it pretends to be his mom yeah mm-hmm. so that was like a now kill uh, them yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that, that part's good, and I like I said, I like Gallimont. He's my favorite. Uh, it's a, it's just because it's like a big goofy puppet looking thing because the way it moves. Uh, I like Orlock, Orlock too, who's supposed to be referenced to Count Orlock from Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and actually, if you really want to get into it, so is Alucard. <laughs> yes, yeah, his abilities also. are the first time that um, a vampire's abilities to transform are actually like kind of brought into the Castlevania games. Huh. And, uh, yeah. So also, or like turns into a big lizard man, which is goofy. Too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's goofy. Yeah. There's the, there's the, what do you think of the ball of bodies? <laughs> what I forget the thing's called. <laughs> Ew, that thing was gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. everyone, everyone's favorite, uh, Castlevania that's character. Right. That yeah. one and the one that like has like disgusting flies. Oh yeah, yes. uh, Beelzebub. Is that yeah. Beelzebub? Yeah, yeah. 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 That that one is probably my least favorite boss because even as over level as I was, I was like, dear God, this game <laughs> right now is frustrating the shit out of me. I do. Uh, it's funny because I, I like a lot of the later bosses, but by then you're so broken that you, you kill them so fast. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, you wipe, you run through like the three Castlevania three characters, and it's like they did this whole coffin thing, and they make this whole grand entrance, and then you just like, blop, 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 and then you move on <laughs> with your life. Uh, or the bat and the mummy, and um, oh yeah, those take like no time. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. It, but I think I find it fun instead of just like uh, disappointing or anything because uh, you get to keep moving in that game. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of... So, uh, Michael, uh, is there are there any like favorite th- favorite moments you haven't, we haven't brought up yet that you uh, really liked in this game? Um, um, or a little touch, little, maybe weapons or goofs or anything like that? My main weapon this time was the Miramasa, which gives you that permanent dark metamorphosis effect, and as you suck up blood it gets more and more powerful yeah that, that can technically become the strongest sword in the game right if you yeah uh, if you kill like a million plus enemies which i guess you could just kill those zombies in the beginning of the game over and over again maybe i don't know 
This was also the first time I found out that you can use the, I think it's the Red Rust on the doppelganger bosses, and it curses them so they can't attack oh. for a little bit. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, don't, I never, I don't usually use Red Rust very long, so it's, yeah, because uh, it's like the first thing you get, more or less. Um, I look. Uh, <laughs> so Vanessa, did you you use the walk? What did you think of uh, how you unlock the inverted castle? Uh, <laughs> that was one where, like, I was talking, I was like ranting to Jim about it. I was like, I don't see how anybody would ever figure this out. Like, maybe there's like some some clues in there dropped by, by things, but it's like, I just like if you didn't know, how <laughs> would you ever find out? I don't. I mean, I, why why else would you wear glasses? I don't know. But I said, I mean, clearly, you have to wear the glasses to see to see the man. Well, then I I accidentally beat it the wrong way because I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to put on the stupid glasses that I just got. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how you can get it. You can't. You, you can't go into any room unprepared. Like, you have to. You have to. You know, think before you. I, I, I had them. I just didn't put them on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, I, you know the you know the the heartbeat in the save rooms is is, is Alucard's actual heartbeat and is faster or slower depending on how much health you have. Oh, that's hilarious! No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's just a. Full of stuff that doesn't really matter whatsoever, but it's cool. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, like, I, and I, I enjoy t- getting every little pixel in the castle, and uh, it's a little finicky with some things. Uh, also, like, making you go back to the into the original castle and go up once, mm. uh, to get to, uh, to get that pixel is stupid too, but whatever. Uh, your, fa- your favorite area in the game, or do you, you just hate all? You just hate them all with a passion. Can't get them. Can't get over it. How horrible it is to play this game. I mean, it's just clunky. It's not horrible. (laughs) I I didn't hate this game. (laughs) I'm just being a smart ass. (laughs) I certainly certainly, like. I'll play a newer game next time. But um, I guess as far as areas, like, I like even though the clock tower was like the most obnoxious part of the game, I thought the design of it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. The gear area is just so annoying to be there. Yeah, just it's Medusa heads are just <sighs> also a part of Castlevania's DNA in that they're just always shitty. So, the four gears you got to hit until they click to open the secret oh room. Oh my god! Oh god! Forbid you actually like <laughs> yeah. overshoot it. Oh my god! <laughs> you have to go through it again. It's like okay, sixteen times. Those are one of those things that if I, if it goes poorly enough, I'm not gonna keep playing the game anymore. <laughs> so I'm gonna my, that playthrough's <laughs> over. I'm done. I don't. You know, if it could, that's just one of those one of those moments. I'm like, you know what? I've already beat I'm this good. game. It's like yeah. I've done this before. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know what happens. See, I feel so, that way about a link to the past. Like once I've gotten to a point where I start getting frustrated at all. I'm like, and I peace out. I'm like, you know, I don't feel bad. I played through this game enough. I'm good. Yes, I, I could. Uh, I could write Rise what happened next. So it's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we got to. You know, we got to talk about the music, of course. Jason, uh, you want to? I, I don't know. Have you? You haven't done Symphony for. Like, no, and as I uh, yeah. mentioned in that um, uh, yeah. preamble, there uh, yeah. I will not be yes. uh, there during um, or one of the bonus episodes that came out recently. I did yeah. actually put that on uh, one of the uh, bonus episodes and a bunch of them because, again, in Rocket with the Carter, I try not to do stuff that has been done to death by every other video game music podcast by some people who are just more eloquent than I am and more knowledgeable. So I don't feel like I can add to the conversation. What I add to the conversation most of the time is like, hey, here's Illumination Laser for the X68000, a game nobody's ever fucking heard of. <laughs> here's the soundtrack <laughs> for it. But yeah, the, the soundtrack for this is, 
just fantastic. And I really appreciate that in the PlayStation version, there is absolutely no references to any of the music from any of the other Castlevania games. This is all original stuff. You get to the Saturn version and they do throw in like remixes of um, Vampire Killer and I think one other. But for the most part, by and large, um, or not for the most part, outside of the Saturn version, the original PlayStation version is all unique music that was in by Maturi Yamane and it is all fantastic and it just ranges so much from like, you know, the harpsichord stuff in the library to the like sort of like the butt rock, if you will, of when you're <laughs> assaulting the castle as Alucard for the first time to just the more like like spooky, like stuff that just like makes you like, oh, ooh, God, this is this is supposed to be a little like, oh, I'm not in a great place right now. I really shouldn't be here. And the the, the fantastic or the soundtrack is just fantastic and really sets the mood perfectly. And I would have little to say in the negative about it outside of the composer herself. So yeah, I mean it's it's a classic soundtrack. It, mm-hmm. It's not it's not the best Castlevania soundtrack. That's Rondo. I will say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So and uh, you can listen to a podcast where we talk about that from uh, yeah yeah the only episode you've been on yeah yeah it's a, yeah. Let's say two and a half <laughs> yeah something like that. So uh, but it's still this one's still good. So rock out with your card out dream event 33 part two is the one that opens with symphony of the night. Thank you for anyone. (laughs) And you can get those how by going to patreon.com slash games junk and kicking in $3 a month, bare minimum. That's all you gotta do. $3. Look at that content. This is amazing. It's uh, thank you, Michael. (laughs) Speaking of Michael, is there any, anything you want to uh, to talk about specifically about uh, symphony before we start closing it out here? Um, any, anything, (sighs) Any questions for us about it or anything? Probably my favorite thing that kept me coming back for so long is how enemies drop typically unique items. Like the the chrysogram you can only get from the shmoo enemy in the inverted library. And it's like mm-hmm. the super rare drop. I don't know. I always kind of love that stuff. And I think that's why I like games like Terraria so much is there are just hundreds of enemies and each of them drop their own things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like that as opposed to like uh, having to harvest things from uh, like the monster hunter style of uh, getting yeah. things. The, well, you I don't like killing the... the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> to make a hat. <laughs> I just, I do prefer the, the drop. I do prefer a drop system as opposed because sometimes it, that can make a run super awesome out of nowhere. Cause you just get a, a super rare drop super early in the game. Like Jason so, was saying, that's what's so fun about the luck playthrough is you can just yeah. get so much cool stuff that you might not mm-hmm. see otherwise. Because some of them are like one in twenty five hundred chance to drop. Yeah, crazy shit like that. Uh, all right, uh, Jason, can you give your closing thoughts on Symphony? And if you if, if you would recommend this game to someone, <laughs> well, yes, I would absolutely recommend this game to to someone. And again, with the caveat that yes, play with a good walkthrough, Vanessa, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And also give it a give it a second go. Like once you start the game and you know what you're in store for, I think it's a lot um, kind of easier to go into this game and appreciate what it's doing because there is so much to this game as far as depth goes that a second playthrough will just really do you a lot of good as far as appreciation goes for what it is. Now I don't know. Maybe it's an iOS port that you had an issue with. Like there was a like occasional times that I was like, oh, this I, you know Alucard didn't turn as quickly as I would have wanted him to. But at the same time, like I play this game enough that I know Alucard's movement style. And I think me, I guess 
knowing what to expect with the game, even coming on the, uh, let's say, not fantastic Xbox 360 port, it really even still is like, man, this game is fantastic. Even the more I play it, like every time I go back to it and I start playing, and I get to like a bullshit area like the clock tower. I'm like, oh, fuck, God damn it. I worry like, why? Maybe I'm wrong about this game. And then the more I play it and then the more I think about it, I'm like, no, this game's actually really good. There's a lot of good stuff in this thing. Yeah, uh, for my part, uh, I'm going to echo what Jason said. Uh, I'll, I'll add that uh, I, I think the RPG elements, even though they're very light, I think they add a lot to the game. It's always nice being able to grow a character uh, and get, feel yourself getting stronger. Uh, even though that it, it's wildly... Um, yeah. I want to say not useful because your weapon pickups do more than the art than the leveling yeah. up does. Yes, but it still feels good when you hit that like level up yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and you get the uh, little rainbow text yeah, level little up. Fun, little, little fun, little fun jingle, and uh, yeah, it's just I I I don't think this game has been topped in its genre yet. Uh, I mean, it's, in some ways, it, it invented a genre because it, it they have to split, they have to ha- create half of its name together, I guess. But mm. uh, and uh, so. Yeah, I don't. I I think there have been some great ones since, but I don't think any are quite to the to the level of um, personal touch this game has. That uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I love it. Um, Vanessa, uh, would you uh, give your closing thoughts thoughts on the game? Um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're like trying to play like an old Castlevania game, and some people are. But um, like for my type of gamer, be like, oh, like I don't know, like go pick up a newer Castlevania game. It'll be less funky. Um, Maybe I'll play it again at some point, and maybe I'll change my mind. But uh, I don't know. Like old games, to me, just like I, I, I can see that it's a wonderful game, especially for when it came out. But like um, I don't know. The thing I would pick to do now, though, would not be this game. It'd be like something newer, like a new platformer. That you know, it was inspired by this game. <laughs> like Unbound. Yeah, <laughs> or, just like Unbound. Or Needlet or, or and Wonder Labyrinth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I do kind of want to circle around to that when you're done there, Vanessa. <laughs> Unbound? No, no, Deedlet. <laughs> oh, and I guess yeah, like Deedlet was like, yeah, so like now that I play this clunkier version of Deedlet, Deedlet was fine. <laughs> but oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, like, I would recommend it for people who are trying to play old Castlevania games, but not people like me. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, like, as far as like old Castlevania games go, when I think old Castlevania games, I'm thinking like, you know, the side scrolling platformer action games, not not the uh, exploratory platformer games, because I, I think old Castlevania game style, I think the original version of Castlevania, not this necessarily. This is of course the like progenitor of, of the genre effectively. Like yes, super Metroid existed. Um, even the, Oh God. Um, John, you might have to help me with this. There's a phrase that giant bomb, somebody at giant bomb had coined. Oh. Um, the, uh, you mean something like, tease uh, abilities Vinny Caravella of Giant Bomb okay. abilities yes. yeah the abilities um, or maybe just stole it off somebody else on the internet but you know because you, you can never pin down anything that anybody says on the internet as original because Jeremy Parrish is supposed to have coined the term Metroidvania and even he's like no I didn't start that it was just something I saw online I was like oh yeah it's a good way of saying that so but anyway um, um, like I said going to something like Deal it in Wonder Labyrinth. I feel like that game is the one of the few of this genre that really tried to get like the the silly parts, I think, of um, Symphony of the Night that a lot of these other games just have not ever managed. And also 
was fairly succinct. Yes, there was a lot of like the Ikaruga, you know, polarity changing things that didn't really need to be there, but I don't think really detracted too much because there's a lot of stuff in Castlevania Symphony of the Night that I'm like, eh, you know, we could probably kind of maybe take this out here and there. That, but I don't know. I, again, getting back to that point there with uh, Deedle and Wonder Labyrinth, like, I feel like that game got the spirit of Symphony of the Night the most as far as like any of these games that have come out since then. Whereas a lot of them are all fairly grimdark and kind of serious and maybe just don't really get a lot of the uh, taking the piss out of themselves like Symphony of the Night did. Yeah, it does a lot. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> uh, Michael, you are our uh, gracious donor <laughs> that I picked this game. Uh, and esteemed guest. <laughs> give us your closing thoughts, please. Real quick, I just want to say that the polarity thing, that developer just really likes that concept, having played several of their other games that all have them in it. Have that oh, in yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah I think bizarre. I went over that in the game club, even that like each of their games had, had something, even the um, it starts with an M or G or I forget whatever that series is that they worked on. Oh, yeah, I played that Shin Megami Tensei game they did, and it's it's deedlit through and through. It mm. plays exactly the same. Oh, okay. Uh, as for this game, at this point, I think it it might just be nostalgia because it's, I think, I don't know, it's still fun. Like I said, I still pick it up and play it probably once a year. Uh, but I don't know, I guess all the positives we've already talked about is good. Now, um, <laughs> good. Yeah, it, all, all the positive stuff is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, the, wolf so- up, the wolf form is not good. Yeah, the wolf form's kind of fucking useless. If, you, if, you, if you're good with the dash thing, I've seen people do some stupid shit with that. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, it's not <laughs> I, the best I guess, form. yeah. yeah. Um, now, I do have to ask, like, um, I, I'm sure you guys didn't cover this while I had to step away from the computer real fast, but how did you guys figure out the 200.6% and the um, just the inverted castle? Uh, mine was walkthrough. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know. 1997 was a long time ago. <laughs> Although I don't think I got this game when I came out because I distinctly remember getting it for $10 from EB Games. Mm-hmm. It might have still been Electronics Boutique at the time. But uh, well, you Maria did kind of... So. Yeah, well... <laughs> that is the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was... But Maria kind of hints that the glasses are meant to be used to break curses or whatever, so I, mm-hmm. I doubt I figured it out for myself, though. It was probably a video game magazine. Yeah, that's as near as I can remember. I think that was the same thing. It's either that or I was trolling around game FAQs at the time on like Mm. or some AOL chat room or something like that. And that's (laughs) how I figured it out. So, yeah, it's not it's it's pretty obscure. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, I I would be impressed by someone that just a blind playthrough figured out. How would you right? How would you? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you got to read the item descriptions and just go very slowly, like realizing like, oh, hey, there's a map. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, this this, this is sort of the Dark Souls of uh, Castlevania. (laughs) Now I hate myself. (laughs) Even more than I did before. End the episode. It's over. (laughs) We we jumped the shark. (laughs) Uh, So... I guess that's uh that, that's that's gonna do it for us, right? That's where we're uh, we're gonna now. If you enjoy listening to us, and if you're wondering how could you be also be like Michael Hughes and talk to us directly about your thoughts on games, well, I've got a proposition for you. <laughs> you can go to our Patreon, our Patreon at Games and Junk, and donate on one of our many tiers, many wonderful tiers. Uh, whether whether you just 
uh, want to give us some money and give us a dollar because you just love us, <laughs> and but you don't, but you don't love us enough. That's what I'm <laughs> just kidding. If you just don't love us it, too much, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you just if you want to donate at all, a dollar, we'll, we'll, ha- we'll happily, we'll be very happy just to get that. That's uh, it's, that's awesome. Uh, and if you want to do a little more, three bucks gets you access to better quality audio feeds, a special feed on Patreon. You get early access to to um, podcasts as well as bonus content for um, all of them, kind of. <laughs> Sometimes it depends. Uh, definitely multimedia failure and uh, Rock Out the Card Out. And actually this episode too. Uh, for, the, for the first time ever, uh, a game club is getting bonus content. Um, if you get if you do five bucks a month, you get a shout out on this episode, which Jason will do right now because I don't have the names on on hand. God damn it. Will you just ask me to send them to you next time? <laughs> uh, all right. Of course, I have to awkwardly thank uh, three of the people on this podcast. So uh, thank you, uh, Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Michael Hughes, as well as Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and Nathan Cooper. Yes, thank you all very much. Uh, and if you do the ten dollars tier, you get to pick a topic for any of our shows, and we have to we have to fucking do it as long as it's not, you know, racist <laughs> or anything like that, <laughs> just horrible. Or uh, postal. Yes, yeah, or post or <laughs> anything by Uva Bowl at this point. Uh, you'll or unbound. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> I acknowledge that wasn't a great game. <laughs> or, or, like the, or like, I don't know, the fucking Quiet Man or something like that. Maybe we'll say no to that. But uh, or that, that could be that fun, might be just be fun just for the yeah. train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so, and if you do, and if you're feeling crazy, uh, and Michael, knowing that we know where he lives, can vouch for us on this, and that he had a great time. Uh, I don't actually know where you live, Michael. I'm just lying. I'm lying for, <laughs> for effect. Uh, I don't even have access to that information, so it's okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, you can, if you donate 20 bucks, you can be on the show with us as well as picking the topic. Um, and Michael's had a great time every time he's done it, as far as I can tell. And I'm not going to wait till he answers <laughs> yes or no to that. So He's done it more than once, so that should tell you something. <laughs> That's true. Yep. It speaks for itself. Yeah. So uh, yeah, please donate to us. You can follow us. Uh, and you can also follow us on social medias of all kinds at Games of Junk and that uh, at John Sarah Seven Seven Seven, Jason Ariola, Vicarious Rock, and Michael Hughes. Uh, anything else? Am I forgetting anything else, Jason? I don't believe. Um, so. No, I, I, yeah. I think we're good. All right. And uh, on that note, unless anyone has anything else to add, I will say thank you everyone for listening. Have a garbage day. <laughs> <laughs>